Welcome to the She Recovers podcast, a collection of audio posts, interviews, and talks curated for our She Recovers community. I'm Taryn Strong, co-founder with my mother, Dawn Nickel, of She Recovers. We believe that we're all recovering from something. And here on She Recovers podcast, we examine the healing power of connection and intentional living, as well as what happens in our lives when we put down our past stories and pick up our soul's true purpose. You can find out more about She Recovers, our intentions and guiding principles, upcoming events and retreats, recovery coaching, online yoga, and so much more on our website, sherecovers.co. first episode. I can't even articulate how giddy and excited I am right now. This has been something we've been wanting to do for years, and here we are. So I just want to take a really quick moment for some thank yous. Thank you so much to our community for your encouragement, your enthusiasm, and your patience. Extra special thanks to Aaron Wickersham, who is our blog and podcast manager and the gal who's been lighting the fire under our butts to get this going. She's also going to be co-hosting this amazing podcast series with us. And I also want to thank Jean McCarthy from the Unpickled blog and the Bubble Hour podcast for really helping us guide our vision and just being such an amazing cheerleader for all things she recovers. In this first episode... We hear from She Recovers founder, who also happens to be my mother, Dawn Nickel. Her nickname, I can't remember how it started, but it's stuck and we love it, is Mama Dawn. Mama Dawn is a thought leader, visionary, brilliant writer, and speaker. And I'm really excited about the podcast for so many reasons, but one of the reasons is because we now have this ability to share her magic and her words with our community in this capacity via this platform. And I really know in the deepest part of my bones that women need to hear what Mama Dawn has to say. So this piece of writing is called, We're All Recovering From Something. And we're all recovering from something is what we consider to be our original tagline, our original guiding principle. When we were just a Facebook page, that's how we started, and that's the next episode, it's the story of She Recovers. But that was the message that was really starting to resonate and draw like-hearted women to our community and to our movement. So this is really sweet and really special such an amazing moment for us so thank you so much for being here and sharing this space taking this time to listen and taking this time for your recovery please help us get the word out that this podcast now exists comment share do all those things and um, we just love you so much take care If I've learned anything over the past three decades of my own recovery, it is this. We are all recovering from something. Or, more truthfully, many somethings. This fundamental truth that every one of us has a thing or two that we need to address to live our healthiest, happiest lives is the absolute foundation of what She Recovers is about. 
the principle is intended to be hopeful, not depressing. For one thing, it levels the playing field because it connects us all. It reduces stigma because, well, because everyone has a thing, which means that everybody else's thing is no big deal. This principle is as helpful as it is hopeful because when we share the same things, we can also share our strategies and solutions for recovering from them. Are you following me? These days, the laundry list of things that I am recovering from personally is mostly manageable. At the moment, I consider myself in recovery from workaholism, anxiety, and perfectionism with a lingering touch of codependency from my past thrown in just to keep life interesting. Bonus points for you if you can see how those four things might be interrelated. There may be more for me to work on, but I'm I'm just not looking for anything else to recover from right now. Not only because I'm too busy working, dealing with my anxiety and trying to be perfect for all the people I am in codependent relationships with, but because it's just not necessary to be in recovery from all of the things at the same time. Not necessary and not actually recommended. If you were trying to decide what you might be in recovery from today, please be gentle with yourself. Pick that one thing that above and beyond all of the rest of the things is causing you the most grief holding you back the most, messing with your serenity, or, as I know might be true for some of you, is killing you or could kill you. Pick just that one thing, and then come up with just one thing that you can do today to start to address it. Paying attention to what I am writing or saying here is a start to addressing it. Baby steps matter. It's important for me to say that I understand that not everyone is in recovery from things that almost killed them, and I'm really glad about that. I don't think you have to descend into absolute hell to choose to recover, and I believe that everybody's concept of hell can be different. I hope that the things that you are recovering from are not or were not life-threatening, but I bet that they were soul-threatening nonetheless. I hope that you recover your soul in your recovery. I consider myself extremely fortunate to have more or less recovered from those things that, without question, did have the potential to kill me in my past life. The big three for me were addiction, intimate partner violence, and cancer. And guess what? Those three things are related too. Let's get intimate partner violence out of the way first because, well, out of respect for my daughters, it's the one that I like to talk about the least in a public forum. Like me, my first husband had substance use issues, primarily cocaine in his use, in his case, cocaine and all of the other drugs, including alcohol, in mine. Over the four years that we were together, my former husband was consistently verbally abusive and sporadically physically abusive. On at least two separate occasions, I feared for my life, once when he threw me down a flight of stairs, and another time when he pushed me onto the ground and kicked me repeatedly in the head. Those were the most serious transgressions. There were other physical incidents as well. When I decided that I had had enough, I took my two little girls and went to a women's shelter. I really only wanted to recover from domestic abuse there, but I learned very quickly from the professionals who were supporting me that I had to deal with my drug and alcohol problem at the same time. I was not impressed. Nor was I ready. Having abused myself and been abused for years, I was not ready to accept that I deserved better. So I didn't stop using, and I did go back to my husband for a few months. Finally, in July 1987, I checked myself into a treatment center 
and haven't done cocaine, drank alcohol, or put up with abuse from any man since that time. Before you clap or cheer for me, I did smoke a lot of pot for a couple of years. And that's okay. That was harm reduction for me. If you are in an abusive relationship, verbal, emotional, or physical, I beg of you to make that the one thing that you will seek help for first. Your life, your soul depends upon it. Recovering from an abusive relationship and self-induced substance abuse wasn't easy. It took a lot of time, therapy, and devotion to a variety of modalities, including working a 12-step recovery program for many years. I've learned over the years how important it is for women to be supported to find and follow individualized pathways and patchworks of recovery. That just happens to be another of our She Recovers guiding principles. But I'll leave that one for another day. Suffice it to say, when we recover from our things, we need to do it our way. Which brings me to cancer. In 2005, deep into recovery and enjoying my amazing life, I ended up in emergency surgery due to a large tumor perforating my colon. I was within an hour of my death, according to my surgeon. Research shows that colon cancer can be related to excessive alcohol and drug use, so I'm grateful that I had stopped using many years previously. I recovered fully from cancer after undergoing a year of chemotherapy. Oddly enough, that year of chemo was one of the best years of my life. I truly understood and embraced the temporary nature of life. I wanted to live fully that year. And I did. Just ask my bank account. I often reflect on the idea that if I had to have a reoccurrence of anything that might have killed me, drugs, abusive partner, or cancer, I would choose cancer. I will never, ever go back to the hell of addiction or domestic violence. Some people might say that I can't say that. I'll never use drugs again. But I'm saying it. In the end, what I know to be true today is that the things that I have recovered from, or am recovering from, are most likely just an extension of needing to recover from a kernel of a feeling deep in my core that I'm not okay. No matter how many hours I work, how many degrees I have, that would be three, whatever else I've earned in my recovery, how much my family loves and supports me, how many women in this world of recovery know and love me, there's a few, that I might always have a touch of that thing called unworthiness. But I can be in recovery from that if I continue to share it with you, with others. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just a thing. And I'm going to guess it might just be a thing for you too. I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>